All information given in this episode is for educational purposes and should not be tried prior to consulting a licensed physician and or certified state or accrediting bodies. We encourage all listeners to research, talk, and make all inquiries to all of the important professionals and governing bodies before acting on any information heard on the Day Love It podcast. Any action taken by any listener is done by and under their own omission and action, whether conscious to the results, positive or not. Salutations and proclamations. It is I, it is you, it is us, it is we. Together we make up the digital family that is the De La Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Philly's number one son, aka the body alchemist, Sun Moon Bay, bringing you another podcast excursion. Welcome one, welcome all to the 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health. We are here on another beautiful Friday, another hot Friday. Actually, it's not that warm out. I actually uh, hope everybody was able to keep cool despite the heat wave that seems to be going not only across the country, but is now in parts of Europe as well. This is probably going to go down as one of the hottest summers probably in history. Maybe I shouldn't say that because you never know, right? I hope all of our listeners are doing great out there. I hope you are staying cool. I hope you are staying relaxed. I hope you are loving yourselves and others. Speaking of love, we have a very interesting show today. We're going to be talking about relationships, mindful dating tips for singles. We have Miss Beth McGuffin, and she's going to be discussing some great tips. I'll, in a few minutes, talk a little bit about Miss McGuffin and uh, the information that she's bringing, as well as a little bit about her. But I want to have a quick conversation about love. I hear a lot of people place blame on love for certain things and I myself have also been one of those individuals who have placed blame on love I wouldn't have done this if I hadn't been in love with the individual or love made me do this or because of love I did something while love can motivate you to do things I think it's not really love that always motivates us love is like the jump starter to the emotion which quickly brings us to another emotion which is selfishness as i'm getting older having more experiences with individuals i'm learning that selfishness hangs around love it's kind of like that bad friend that we all know we shouldn't hang around you know what i mean when you were coming up you always had that one friend that your mother told you she was like "Mm, i don't like him too much he's gonna lead you down the wrong path well that's how i take selfishness selfishness is that that homie of love and because love is such a loving person doesn't always see how selfishness can be or rather maybe love sees how selfishness can be but loves him just for him being who he is so i want to talk a little bit about that very briefly because i feel that we constantly are always saying about love made me do 
And when you really think of it, it's selfishness behind a lot of those things. Why are we doing this? Because we want to prove our love, which is something totally different. It's not necessarily bad, but when we're doing something to keep someone to prove that they should be with us or how much we love them. That's when I think it's that selfishness because it really relates back to us wanting something, wanting that person, desiring that person. When you get too far out of balance, that's when problems can emerge. When your want is far surpassing your need, because we need love 100%. We need love, but we need balance as well. You can love somebody. You can love somebody that's totally dysfunctional can love them within balance so that you don't hurt yourself that's why we have resolution uh that's why we are able to analyze certain things i think that is something that we have to really start to think about deeply as we progress through life we have to think what is it that we're doing and why is this love or is this selfishness my love for this person my desire for this person is one thing but why I was always taught this love builds it does not destroy I used to have a relative that said <laughs> you know I can love you and beat your ass I used to think that was the strangest thing ever how can you love me and beat my ass but it's possible why because that's love you can love a person wholeheartedly no strings attached but the thing of it is is I think you have to have love for yourself first in order to really understand how to truly love how to truly love the proper way that's just my little thought right there before we get into the show it's gonna be a great one as i said before we have miss beth mcguffin beth has a master's degree in education is a certified attraction coach and she's gonna be talking a little bit about dealing with relationships some mindfulness dealing with relationships how to love yourself better and how to deal with certain issues when dating, as well as she's gonna answer some questions from our audience. So definitely stay tuned. It's gonna be a great, great show. I'm always excited, I'm exuberated, I'm hyped, I'm amped. Welcome to the De La Fit Podcast. Let's get it. You're now tuned into the De La Fit Podcast. Beth, how are you? I'm doing really well, and I'm very excited to get to talk to you and your listeners about this very dear-to-my-heart topic of single parenting. Now, one thing I would definitely say is that um, I have a variety of friends, some married, some not, all of them who have children. Dating is a thought in their mind when they're not thinking about their children because they want to have that person with them. They want to have that love that we all want deep in our hearts. But one thing I feel that we're all very um, familiar with is that jaded feeling. I'm not completely over some of my uh, my heartbreaks, and I know a lot of them aren't. Uh, so this is definitely a health issue because our relationships, it's not just mental, there's actual trauma that is there when we have heartbreak. So how do we begin to deal with that? That's a great question, and I think many of us struggle with letting go of the past, often because, like you said, there is trauma involved in very 
hurtful, sometimes abusive relationship. And what I do with working with clients and what I had to do myself was actively release the past and forgive myself and the other person. It's not an easy one-and-done process, generally. So some people can. They can just let it go and, and move on. But most of us, it, it is a process and it is ongoing. But that's always the first thing I hope to work with is releasing the past so that you can even gain a vision for what you want to bring into your life. Beth, give us a little bit of your own story because mm-hmm. I, I, I've read your bio and I, I know the work that you're doing, but for our listeners, you're new to them. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Sure. So about me, I spent many years as a single parent. I got married right out of college to my college sweetheart, and um, we're from very different backgrounds. I'm American, he's Nigerian, and it just it didn't work. So it was very difficult because that was the last thing I wanted was to, to be divorced or to be a single parent. But I was blessed with this amazing, gifted, little, beautiful bundle of joy, my daughter, that I was going to be raising, not alone because he was definitely in the picture and very much in her life and still is, but, um, but not the way I had initially dreamed of it. So I went through the whole process of going back to school and getting my master's degree while teaching and raising my daughter and just trying to be a good mom and figure myself out at the same time. And um, it was a struggle. And I didn't didn't consider dating for many years, maybe eight, nine years after my divorce before it was even a possibility because I thought that um, since I was divorced, mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to, to have love in my life mm-hmm. while I was raising my daughter. So, What made you think so, that? Um, I think it was my... Actually, it's interesting. Some of it was my own negative um, beliefs and self-talk that led me to believe that. Some of it was um, my friends, or a particular friend, that would say things like... Um, not directly to me, but about other people mm-hmm. that basically, if you've been divorced, you don't deserve to remarry because you're taking something away from somebody else who's never been married. Wow. So, yeah, so we're not friends anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, and, right. Yeah, so you know, it was a lot of things. But, you know, when you're, like I said, I kind of believed it myself first, and it was totally wrong. And I attracted people that would reinforce a wrong belief. So that was something that took a while for me to to move past and forgive myself and be able to, to move on and accept love. You know, it's interesting that you were saying about the friend because um, actually a previous podcast that we had last week, we were discussing about um, just the circle. Uh, of uh, success, and was that last week? I think it was last. Week. You know what? That might have that might have been a conversation I had with a with a friend of mine. But no, no matter. the The conversation was really the fact of uh, success, and when you're when you're walking the road, when you're taking that journey, one thing that 
you kind of, you know, think initially is that, you know, you have the support of your friends and your family, which most of the times we do. But it seems as though sometimes individuals, they, they see you in a certain light, they put us in a certain place, and therefore they place their own feelings, judgments on us, which in a sense is almost like it keeps us in that place. It might not be intentional. But it just kind of seats us in this place. And when we venture onto our greater path, it's almost like it's frightening to them because it's, it's breaking the wall of what they have placed in their mind of who we are to them. And the fact that you brought that up, I'm like, wow, now it's, you know, because success can mean really different things to many different people. It can mean a greater job, more money, uh, fame, whatever, you know, or love. So it was interesting that you said that about your, your former friend. Yeah, and sometimes, like I said, we're not friends anymore, and that was a process for me, releasing some relationships that helped me stay stuck, unfortunately, because if the only people I was around were women that only had negative things to say about relationships, I couldn't see that a relationship could be wonderful and life-giving and beautiful. I could only see the bad, so I had to separate myself from that and get around people that had really beautiful marriages and that had longevity and that had been through hard things, but they come out on the other side stronger. But I had to let some things go to different those people in my life. And that was hard, but it was worth it. I totally understand that. We have questions for you. Typically, we ask our listeners to send us questions via our website or via uh, email or what have you. Um, and we did get a question sent to us. I'm going to bring it up right now. Everybody that's listening, you know how I am with computers. Don't judge me, please. <laughs> Bear with me. So our question, the individual did not put in their name, but it starts as, I am a single mom and thinking about dating. I don't always feel confident in myself to go out there. And I'm always cautious as to what to expect and the kind of man I will bring into my son's life. Plus, how can I deal with the jealousy that stems from my son's father? So it seems like the first part of it is they're, they're questioning about getting back out there and dating and uh, I guess how to set guidelines as to, mm-hmm. you know, dating uh, and when maybe they are introduced an individual to their son. The second part is about the father. So let's let's start with the first part. How does a single parent start to, to create those guidelines, those boundaries? That's a really good question. And um, like I said, I wasn't considering dating for quite some time. But what I was doing before I did date was to look at my look at myself and really understand the kind of person I wanted to be in the relationship. So for instance, one of the things I talk about with my clients is self-care. Okay. Which I still have to work on. So how I treat myself and how I take care of my own, as you're saying with the 360, my, my mental, my emotional, my physical, my spiritual health is really going to reflect the kind of person I'm bringing into my life. So I think before the figuring out um, 
when or how to introduce the person. It's about taking time for yourself and treating yourself well first. Like, that's part of how we gain confidence. Because when we take care of ourselves, we're naturally going to be more confident. And for instance, taking care of myself is not saying negative things to myself that erode confidence in me. So being the positive, loving light that I want to show to my daughter and treating myself that way. That was one of the ways I learned it is I would never talk to my daughter that way. So I therefore never talk to myself that way. So that's kind of the, the first step before the boundaries with other people. Excuse me, just to, just to ask, or just to, um, you know, make sure I'm understanding. So it's more of yours, in a sense, I guess, not redefining, but uh, reiterating the treatment mm-hmm. of yourself uh, and, and how you're treating yourself if you're uh, being, uh, I guess, non-abusive to yourself. Would, would that be appropriate? Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. Just making sure Definitely. I understand. Exactly. And even a step further than just non-abusive, but appreciating yourself, really seeing your worth and your value. That can be hard. (laughs) It is. It is hard. But it's not impossible. It's it's a process. And a lot of times, those relationships kind of can end up feeling a little broken after them, right? Because things get said, and there's a lot of anger and it can it can really tear you down and you have to stop listening to that voice you know you can hear in the back of your head the argument where the person called you a name and then you find yourself saying that same name to yourself or but just um being able to like i said forgive them forgive yourself and then the next step of appreciating yourself and that can come in various ways. Give us an example. I mean, because I know for me, <laughs> being appreciative of myself, and, and this comes from many different, um, I guess, stigmas and things that I have uh, dealt with with people and myself. It is hard to be appreciative. So how do we begin to do that? What What's the first thing, first rule, the first step to being appreciative of who you are and yourself? I think the first step, at least for me, was recognizing the worth God put in me when he created me first, and trying to see God thinks that I'm amazing, and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and he would know. He made me. So, for me, it was getting past the noise of my circumstances and saying, what does God say? Who does God say that I am? And then from that thing, I, I had a coach and she would have me write um, every day for, for months something I appreciated about myself. I did gratitude as well um, for things in my life, but something that I appreciated about myself. So I, I helped my daughter to understand math in, in a way that she wasn't frustrated. Right. I smiled and somebody else's eyes look lit up because I opened myself up enough to smile at them. So just everything, anything, 
it doesn't have to be big, huge accomplishments that everyone else sees. It's the, the everyday things that we're that we're doing right. It's really where I started. Okay. So for our our listener with their question, uh, I think and I think you answered those uh, that first question beautifully, uh, way better than I ever could have. The second part of the question, which is being cautious, well, I'm always cautious about what to expect and the kind of man it will bring uh, into my son's life. So mm-hmm. that sounds like it's trust. And would that go back into, um, I'm assuming that would go back into what you're saying about the fact of how you treat yourself and how you feel about yourself. Is that go, in, would that be hand in hand with the, like, trusting yourself to love again? Absolutely. That's a, exactly what I was going to touch on, that um, it's not only trusting yourself to love again, but trusting yourself to choose better. Mm. You have to... You have to kind of love yourself better to know you deserve better and therefore choose better. Right. right? So, you know, sometimes um, early on in a relationship, people will ignore what's later very obvious warning signs. Part of the time we do that because we may think, I don't deserve better than that. But when we are able to love ourselves and trust ourselves to to heed the warning signs, to have open eyes and not accept what is what is unacceptable, mm-hmm. that we're able to test it out. So, for instance, this single mom, we can just imagine that she's been through stuff and that her ex and jealousy is... Hey everyone, we hope that you're enjoying the interview thus far. We'd just like to take some quick time out to remind everybody to like, follow, share, and subscribe. With every like, follow, share, and subscription, it helps the Daylight Fit Podcast to grow. And the more we grow, the more information we can bring to you, the listener. So please, take some time out, like, follow, share, and subscribe. Thank you. There's probably, like you were saying, trust issues, trusting herself, trusting men. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be that the next person you date is the love of your life. But can you go on a date with somebody and evaluate, is this a good person? Is right. this somebody I'd like to spend time with? And if you get that gut instinct feeling that, you know, this, this isn't for me, and walk away... That builds trust, you know? Okay. It's not spending weeks and months with somebody you know you don't belong with. So just making those choices fairly quickly and not dismissing everybody just because you didn't like their haircuts or or something. But really, it's okay. If they're not the one, that's okay. We can move on. Where do we get these these, uh, I would say, feelings from or, or, or this ability to take treatment that is not 
what we truly want, where do we get this from? You touched on it already as far as, you know, the treatment of ourselves. But where does this come from? Where does this originate from? Because I feel that many of us out there, we were just like, you know what, this person is not exactly what I want. Well, they don't exactly act the way I would like them to act, but I'll stay with them. Mm-hmm. Where does this come from? Because I feel like many of us, but we, we're already, we don't feel that we mistreat ourselves. You know, we feel mm-hmm. that we're, you know, yeah, I'm good. I like myself. So where does this come from? Or where does this feeling or thought start to creep into our lives and in our relationships? I actually think it happens pretty young. So my, my bachelor's degree is in psychology. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to blame our parents for everything in our lives by any means. Mm-hmm. But I think we have um, deep hurts that, you know, our parents went through things and they did the best they could. And, it, right. and occasionally, or often, basically we don't escape childhood without being hurt in some way. Right. So I think a lot of it happens when we're when we're very young and often and so for instance my, my parents are divorced. It's um it can be just what you see going on in your home and sometimes not feeling accepted, um, or just a just a lot of things. So I don't think it begins when we get into relationships as teens and young adults. I think it starts much younger than that. The last part of the question, she said, how does she also deal with her son's jealous father? Now, I've had friends that have gone through this, and I'm glad, again, that you're on the show, because I'm going to tell you, uh, I think my first line of advice, it's not really advice, uh, <laughs> um, it would be taking them to a to to let's just say a, the yard out in the back, but um, that's not the way we should actually appropriately handle things. I'm not advocating that, everyone. That's just what I would like to do at times. But Beth, how how can she actually? What is the behavior? What is the jealousy? If you if you already know that you're not with the person, you know they don't want to be with you. What is what is that? You know why is that action there? That's a, a good question. So the the jealousy can be many things. It can be they actually don't want you to be happy if they're not if you're not with them. Sometimes, sometimes they know that they've messed up and you won't take them back. So they have anger towards anybody that they perceive as getting in the way of your going back to them. It can be a lot of things. It can it can be possessiveness or theirs and. You know, you should only be with them, even if they mistreat you. But I do think at the root of any of those things, with jealousy, there's a lot of hurt. And probably this person is um, saying negative things to themselves about themselves and about their former spouse. So it can be difficult to navigate, but it can also be an opportunity for growth. So, for instance, so she knows that he's going to be jealous, mm-hmm. but that she lets somebody else's feelings affect what she does in her relationship, or does she choose to have her, her own life? 
and be the queen of her own life and still be respectful and honoring because this is her son's father, but give herself permission to have and control her own life in spite of his jealousy. How does she go about dealing with maybe the the effects of his, um, I don't want to say dysfunction, but his inadequacies, which he's uh, uh, projecting? How does she deal with you know, certain issues? Uh, I, I'll give an example that I'll use dealing with uh, my sister. Uh, one of my sisters had a very jealous ex-husband. He constantly would call her if he even thought that she was talking to another man and just berate her. And in a sense, he knew he couldn't do too many things to hurt her. Um, one, because, you know, she had, she had siblings. Also because my sister took martial arts classes. So physically, he couldn't, he couldn't really, you know, he couldn't really do anything physically to her, which on another side was, goes into a comical story, but not for this particular day. Um, but he, he started to search for things that he could use to hurt her. So how does, you know, say like for this young young woman who's uh, asking this question, how does she particularly deal with maybe a situation like that? Because she doesn't go into specifics. She's just saying jealousy. I would advise a no contact policy as much as possible to, so that they don't have the opportunity. Sometimes people... The conversation starts out fine, and then they launch into something. So what I've done is basically refusing to continue the conversation. I won't be spoken to in that manner, and I'm going to go now. I'm not saying get angry and hang up or, you know, start throwing things back at them in any way, but I'm not going to be treated this way, and I can't talk to you right now. And don't don't let them continue to say these things that's not easy it can take practice and people um, sometimes holding you accountable to doing it but but that's that's one of the things that you can can try and it may also depend if you have children or not that um, some people end up blocking people's numbers and no longer take their calls at all so it depends on the situation taking a stand for yourself ultimately and not not letting people speak to you that way so in a sense setting those boundaries like you were speaking with earlier uh, and how Mm -hmm. you're treating yourself and basically how you treat yourself and how potentially you're going to treat others and allow people to treat you exactly so as you treat yourself better when they start in say more quickly this isn't going to help my day I'm not going to take this and you can end it. But if you're saying the same things to yourself and they're just reinforcing it, then you're, you're less likely to stop it. Got you. Um, now, I have another question which I thought was really interesting. Uh, and also, uh, some of my uh, female listeners, they thought this was also interesting when I talking about who I was going to have on the podcast next. One thing I've seen is that you say something which is rediscover your queendom. Could you talk a little bit about that? Uh, this is for uh, definitely for some friends of mine out there that, first of all, when they saw that, they were they were just all like, hey, now, now we get into this. I'm like, wait, calm down. <laughs> 
so this is for you. this is for my friends out there I, I can i can hear you yelling right now they're like that's great get to it get to it can you talk a little bit about what you mean by rediscover your queen so we rediscover your queendom again for me it goes back to knowing who god created me to be and that's who god made me i have the being named after queen, my both my grandmothers, um, Elizabeth and Catherine. So uh, okay. So when my grandmother passed away at 104 years old, wow. and this is Elizabeth, um, um, someone came up to me and said to me, "You're Ruby's granddaughter, aren't you?" And I said, "I am." She goes, "I can tell by how you carry yourself." I can tell by how you speak to people that you're her granddaughter because my grandmother embodied queendom to me. Okay. And she was um, she was regal in every sense of the word, and that by that I mean she knew who she was and she knew her worth, and she did not let anybody, even a person that told her she wasn't allowed to enter the store through that door she had to go to the back. She didn't let that happen. She would enter the store where she wanted to enter the store because she knew who she was even with everything else in America at that time telling her the opposite. So oftentimes life and media and just so many messages that we get tell us that we're less than royalty tell us that we don't deserve good things and when I say rediscover I mean go back to who you were really created to be and that is as women we are queens as men you are kings and then expecting that in your life to be treated as such and to treat the other person as the royalty that they are that's if I could just record your voice just right there and loop it, and I would play that every day for individuals. You know what? This is my podcast. Who knows? We might do that. We might do that. <laughs> you never know. Because I think many people, many of us, we need to hear those words. We need to know that. And like you said, we're, the media is constantly hounding us with negative visuals of quote unquote what a woman is or what a man is you know and we don't get the reaffirmation as to that it can be so much more you know we see these negatives in movies and songs and everywhere and especially our children I feel our Mm -hmm. children they're really getting hit with it more so than maybe we did because you know of the internet and phones and I'm not, I know I can hear the millennials out there. I'm not downing. I'm not downing. I'm just saying that, at least for me, coming from a, a certain age standpoint, didn't have a phone at a certain age. You know, mm-hmm. not saying that was good, not saying that was bad. Just saying that wasn't always hit with the count, countless barrage of information, which can be positive, negative, or just indifference. So, you know, we definitely need to hear more messages like that. Beth, where can individuals contact you uh, to ask questions, uh, to find out more about you, um, to to get your book? Where can they reach out to you? Well, it's pretty much 
best thing to do is just um, go to my website, and it's just my name, BethMcGuffin.com, and um, or you can email me at Beth at BethMcGuffin.com. And I love answering emails and at people, so feel free to, to contact me either place on the website. You can set up um, a consultation, and we can talk about it for an hour. So, yeah. And then my books are all available on Amazon, and there's some devotionals. My new is out by December at the latest, but um, there's a lot of um, great information and resources on the website and hopefully we will connect and help people love themselves more. Beth, thank you so much for joining us here at the Day Life Podcast. We are grateful for your time, for your energy. We know that you are indeed a very busy woman. Um, I thank you so much. We would love to have you back and we're going to try to make that happen because I know once this podcast is heard, many individuals, uh, we're going to get a lot of emails and we're going to get a lot of messages. So thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. And I would love to come back. It's been a great experience. Thank you. So I want to take the time out to thank Beth for coming on to the show and giving us the benefit of her experience, her knowledge, her education, where it comes to relationships, being a single parent and dating, learning how to love and trust herself in order so that she could love and trust another, which is very difficult. Something that I struggle with to this day. It is not easy to forgive oneself when one has given love to somebody that was not worthy of it or um, when things fall apart because sometimes they do it's not easy to forgive yourself so that's something that I think a lot of times we just blouse over we, we talk about forgiveness for other people but we don't talk about forgiving ourselves something that Hurts something that takes a lot of energy, something that you have to learn to do. Something that I myself have to learn to do. It's difficult. As I talked about in the beginning, love, love is such a powerful energy. But we put so many things on love. We blame love. But I want to say this. As I said in the beginning of my intro, I'm going to say it now in my outro, love builds, it does not destroy. It is us that attach other things on to love. Yes, love can inspire you to do many things, but it's those other little tricky friends that like to hang around love, selfishness, vanity, so many other things. So I thank Beth for coming on to the show and giving us advice, tools to help us deal with things like the situation that we talked about earlier, to help us forgive ourselves, to help us set boundaries so that we can re-love ourselves, forgive ourselves, and begin to 
let the clouds part so that we can see who's the proper person to love. Thank you so much, Beth. Uh, I just want to give a little background on her. Uh, I said in the beginning that she is she has a master's degree and has a certified and is also a certified love attraction coach. But Beth is also an internationally known best-selling author on Amazon. She has a book which is entitled "Open Your Heart: How to Use." your creative superpowers to attract love she also has other publications actually numerous publications that she has written and i would encourage anybody and everybody to google or search on amazon to see the many different writings that beth has uh done and accomplished and again we thank you so much beth for coming on to the podcast sharing your story your experience uh just everything because they're definitely tools that you gave us advice that you gave us to help us begin to help ourselves love ourselves and set those boundaries so thank you so much i want to thank everybody who tuned in as always thank you so much to our listeners without you there would be no us and i thank you so much you tune in every week and listen to me stumble bumble and attempt to talk uh something that i'm still learning to do but i appreciate you so much i appreciate all the support i appreciate the comments the text the messages i appreciate you all greatly because you give us energy and you give us your time and that's valuable as always if you want to contact us if you want us to talk about a topic if you want us to ask us a question if you want us to bring a specific person onto the podcast please 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 and please um contact us at delafit13 at gmail.com as well as you can contact us at www.delafitpodcast.com we're available and also on Facebook at De La Fit Podcast. We are on Instagram at DE underscore LA underscore Fit Podcast. We are not on Twitter. <laughs> we won't be tweeting. I don't like tweeting. It sounds strange. Thank you so much. Please remember, it takes a village to raise a child and we are all somebody's child. So we need to each one teach one because children need to be taught. Some things are innate and some things have to be explained. We as a village should get together to help each other. Please remember to love yourselves as best as you can, as honestly as you can. If you do that, I know you will love others. Be safe. Be well. Have a great weekend. Peace. You've been listening to the Delafit podcast. Ta-ta for now.